Hello, my name is John Hacker, and this is Hacking Life with John Hacker. Today, I want us to talk a little bit about decision-making, but on a particular subset. Rather, there is a, what would you call it, tendency to find reasons not to do something. Now, this can be important. We only have limited time, ability, time, talent, treasure, so to speak, in order to do things. So it makes sense to find reasons not to do things, to cut certain things out. The problem is when we make these decisions emotionally and not logically. When we decide to cut certain things out that we really should keep in because they're painful in some way or we fear a result and thus ignoring a problem, denying its existence, becoming complacent with it, so to speak. And over time, that problem will fester and grow and grow and become something far worse than whatever it was originally. This is something that I've done a lot and have tried to kick in the butt. And hopefully, I think I've made some progress, but we'll see. Sure, I'll make the mistakes on that again. But it is something extremely important to deal with. And this is part of the reason why logic and decision making is so important and why there's so many frameworks out there. Oh, you can use a Gantt chart. Oh, why don't you just play tic-tac-toe? Oh, look at that. Why not just flip a coin? Now, I don't agree with flipping a coin, but taking time to analyze your situation and your decisions is extremely important particularly when it comes to analyzing the reason why you don't want to do something. Again, there will always be reasons not to do things. It's very easy to come up with them. Let's start with an example. Let's say I came in this evening and before recording this podcast, it's like, you know, John, I shouldn't record this podcast right now. Why? Well, you see, I am, I need to get, uh, let me think for a moment here. Oh yeah. It's because I need to do my laundry right now. That doesn't mean you can't record the podcast, John. You can do both. No, 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 no. Cause I have to do my laundry, you know, it's just going to get me out of the mindset, out of the jibe. So I'm just not going to record the podcast. You see, this is this is an example of you convincing yourself out of something. Now, but here's the thing. It applies to everything. Let's say for going to work out in the morning. You know what? I've been working out a lot recently. I deserve to just rest a little bit more. John, you know that stopping your routine is just going to start leading into a negative cycle. Why would you do that? But, you know, I, I'm tired and you know, I want to sleep more. John, that's, that's, not, that's not how this works. Come on. We, we got to go. But you see, you see what I'm getting at? There's always a but. There's always a way to convince yourself not to do things. Always what seem to be logical reasons but are inherently emotional reasons to not do things. And that actually gets to the root of what this episode's about. All decision-making is at its core emotional. And if you do not apply 
actual thought into why you make certain decisions and what the outcome you actually want is, you will be tugged around by your base needs and emotions. And both of the examples I just gave you, it was work-related because it's often work-related when we're trying to convince ourselves not to do things. Because, yeah, you're trying to convince yourself not to do things. The body doesn't like pain. We're not built to like pain. We're built to avoid it in all circumstances. And when we have to experience it, we will adapt to it because we're adaption machines. But we're not built to like it. Because when you're avoiding pain, you're giving your body what it needs. But sometimes excess turns to too much. Your body wants to lay about all day, go through its life, reproduce at a certain point, and then die. That's your base need. You don't need to go work out to do that. You don't need to follow your why to do that. That is an external need that you've created. You have made that need. You have taken control of your fate, but your body doesn't really care. No. Your emotional self, your lowest self, so to speak, doesn't care at all. It just wants to live, sleep, procreate. Maybe eat. Definitely eat. That's it. Those are your base needs. And typically, when you're trying to convince yourself out of doing something that you intellectually know, because you always know, and I would say to maybe even a higher level know that you should do, it usually comes down to one of those things. It usually comes down to avoiding work in order to fulfill one of those needs or some sort of fear or some sort of pain that you want to avoid. That's just how we're built. Now... The first step to overcoming that, or what I prefer to do to overcome that, is to recognize that it exists. Yep, folks. Realizing that's a thing that happens actually makes it a lot easier to make decisions that aren't torn about by your base needs and functions. Now, last episode, we talked about diligence, which basically becomes the innate function of being able to do that. But being intellectually aware really helps especially when you're starting out quite a bit. And it's, we all start off in states of denial. We all start off in a state of misunderstanding. We have all the cues. We have all the information we need in order to understand ourselves and others. That's the case across the board, but people interpret it differently and certain a lot of times it's very easy to misinterpret those signals or to misattribute those signals. Take, for example, recording this podcast. What I had tried to do was delay work with other work. Though, honestly, I find this podcast quite fun to record. And that, in turn, is tricking myself. Because I value this podcast more than doing my laundry at this moment. And I know exactly what happens because I've done this before is when you focus on those menial tasks, you tend to delay and procrastinate and procrastinate and just not do the thing that you're intending on doing. That's just kind of the thing, which really comes down to it. A lot of the times, actually, when you are trying to convince yourself not to do something, when you're coming up with reasons not to do something, you're usually procrastinating or alternatively, you're usually trying to stop yourself from making a change in your life. Because I've said it before. 
we are adaption machines. We are great at adapting. You are wonderful at adapting. It's what you're built for. We hate adapting though. <laughs> we don't like to change. If we have something that's working, you don't want to change it. That's okay. If you don't force it, you'll just stick in that state. Not changing. Not adapting. Now, here comes the question. Besides awareness of when you are creating reasons not to do something, what else can help you work past those base needs? Well, there's a lot of things, frankly. One of them, only one of them, is using emotion against itself. Now, it's dangerous, and this can actually go very poorly depending on how it's done, so I'm going to clarify that. For example, motivation is an emotion. Let's be frank. Wanting to do something is an emotion. A certain type of emotion, but it is an emotion all the same. I personally classify it as determination. That is an emotional state. If you can call it up, that's great. But sometimes you need other people to call it up. That's probably why you're listening to this podcast right now. This tends to be largely in motivational type speech patterns. Now, when you are motivated, it becomes easier to debate with yourself, so to speak, over the reasons not to do something. It becomes easier to not ignore. You should never ignore your inner voices, but to recognize where they are coming from and to move past them. Or at the very least, it becomes easier to move past them. To truly recognize requires more contemplative thought, which is why journaling is so effective, frankly. It makes such a huge difference for such a little action. It's insane. I almost think of this as audio journaling of a sorts of my day-to-day. -day. It's kind of weird. But anyways, you choose. Will you debate with yourself or will you accept what your inner voice tells you at all times? Will you allow yourself to be drawn out by emotions or will you push for what you desire with also with emotions? Again, we're emotional animals. You're, you're not going to get around that. But perhaps you can direct where those emotions go. It's a choice we've... Again, it always comes down to the why, though, frankly. It comes back to the why. Because that's where you direct those emotions to. It's where you can draw those emotions. Actually, there was um, there's this great concept about this this isn't something i came up with but I, I find it actually very relevant here it's the cookie jar so to speak uh memories and experiences that evoke a certain type of emotion in order to evoke determination usually and motivation usually in order to overcome some sort of pain or obstacle where you're trying to tell yourself not to do something that you know you should do usually those experiences can be painful Usually those experiences can be great. I mean, it just depends on what exactly you're motivated by. Um, but I actually find it very relevant. Reminding yourself, it's very similar to reminding yourself of your why. 
just in smaller pieces, more digestible pieces. Now, this isn't the only way you can do this. And I, I, to each person, there's different approaches. Some people like to logically analyze why they're convincing yourself of something. Some people like to use emotional cues such as the cookie jar in order to keep themselves going. Some people find it most effective to simply train their diligence up to the point where it become, doesn't really become a problem anymore. I personally find all three tend to be a great combination, but people tend to lean on one or the other. And that just kind of depends on how they see the world, how you see the world, which is okay. Everyone sees the world differently. Personally, I tend to lean largely on determination and the so-called emotional, I want, I guess cookie chars is the best way to say it. I'm training how to analyze things a little bit more and building diligence over time. But I always rely first, primarily on that cookie jar. That being said, any of the three can work for you. The cookie jar, the diligence, or the analyzation. Again, it's going to be a combo of three, but you typically have a primary. So use it. Analyze your motives. Build your diligence. Become determined. And fight against the reasons why not. The reasons not to. Because inaction is terrible, frankly. And it really leads to bad ends most of the time, in my opinion. Now, there are very valid reasons not to do things. I need to clarify this. I'm talking mostly here when you know a certain decision is the right decision and you're trying to convince yourself not to take it because it's hard. But there are circumstances where the easy decision is the right decision or there's another hard decision you should be taking and you're convincing yourself out of something for a good reason. It's that really comes down to analysis of why you're doing something and your why and how you can get there. But take these pieces of advice for when you need to move past your base urges and needs, because this is extremely important. That's what sets us apart from everything else on the planet is being able to move past those base urges and needs, being able to put aside temporary pleasure for some sort of larger goal. Well, thank you for listening. This is Hacking Life with John Hacker. Have a good morning, evening, night, depending on where and when you are listening. And I'll see you next time. Peace out, folks.